The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi mask. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. All right, everybody, welcome to Yes Have Some Podcast. My name is Craig Goldberg. I am here with Abigail Gardner. What's up, guys? And Jacob Walsh. Yep. And you didn't think I was going to say and. Like, there's another another? person. There's a mystery person. There is another. Joining us for the first time ever, longtime friend, not not even a friend of the podcast, just a real-life friend. Yeah. Ron Daniels, attorney at law. He called me last week and he said, you need to have me on the show because I want to talk about Carol Baskins. <laughs> and because literally there's nothing else going on in the world except for Tiger King. So we said yes. We're going to do it for an update. Uh, but first, Ron, man, how are you? Well, first of all, as I ride up on my uh, jet ski, uh, <laughs> I would like to point out this is uh, actually the second time I've been here. Uh, I was... On the show previously, I it was my birthday. It was uh-huh. in June. I remember that. I don't know mm. if it was last year or 2018, but uh, it happened. I think it was 2016. Uh, yeah, I'm remembering that now. It could have been 2016, but you had Troy on. No, you had either Troy or Chris on from uh, the Interdimensional Cross Rip. You had somebody from Cross the Streams. Uh, and then I just showed up. So you had like the every Ghostbusters podcast host, you know, a version of one uh, on one show. Yeah. Pe- for people who don't know, Ron started the first ever in the world Ghostbusters podcast, which was Ghostheads podcast. What year was that? That was the year before. Before the video game came out, or maybe right there at the start of the year, the video game came out. It was okay. uh, we went from having absolutely nothing to talk about to having tons of things to talk about in a very short amount of time. Yeah, that's pretty early. That might have been one of the first just podcasts at all. <laughs> it was two thousand nine. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Early um, in the game, th- there were other podcasts. Uh, we stole the idea from uh, <laughs> some people. <laughs> And, uh, you know, didn't have much editing and uh, didn't have a whole lot of sophistication. But uh, I think we we wound up the whole run with somewhere around 60 or 70 episodes. That's solid. That was a good run. Yeah. That was a good run. And I know uh, you and Jake both have a a deep love of the slime blower and Ghostbusters 2 Mm -hmm. in general. Jake, you mentioned Ron was uh, talking about that this week. Yeah, you're going for it, right, Ron? I, I'm in. in. He's in. We're doing it. He's in. We're gonna have a slime blower party. Cool. Uh, yep. Ron, before you, yeah, jump, hopefully, hopefully one day. Yeah, DragonCon 2023. We'll all get together. <laughs> hey, Ron, real quick, before you joined us, we, we just did a we just did a 
our bonus episode on Ivan Reitman's classic film Evolution. Do you have any opinions on that movie before we move forward? Great Guga Muga. <laughs> that, that says it all. Yep. We didn't even cover that. Um, well, cool. So, or was it Great Goog? No, no, no. It was it was Great Googly Moogly. Yeah, I think it was that. Yeah, which yeah. is secret. That's it's the same that- sentiment. <laughs> Reads the same. Um, okay, Ron, you're an attorney. You know everything there is to know about things like I don't know wills and power of attorney and when it's time to pull the plug. And I, I'm, I'm just making shit up. What What do you know about Carol Baskin? I want you to enlighten the world. I, I feel like this is going to be a big deal. This is like real law advice. This is not just me bullshitting. Yeah. It's the real deal. And also enlighten us on your background so, with Tiger King and how you started watching and what your obsession level is and how you started thinking about these things. So background's always good. Uh, so on a, on a level of one to 10, I'm probably about a solid seven on obsession. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Got it. My wife actually started watching, I believe it was Wednesday night. Uh, the week it came out and made it through the first two episodes. And then Thursday night she was going, started on episode three and got halfway through it. And then I started getting these murder mystery vibes. Uh, and, and there was just enough like law stuff in there that I was kind of like hooked. And it was all downhill from there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the the next Saturday morning, I got up with our daughter. Uh, I get up on Saturday mornings early with her and uh, have daddy-daughter time. And I watched the first three episodes, just like binge them uh, before my wife got up. And then we just kind of went on and finished watching the series, uh, I think, on that Saturday. God, that's nice. That's a beautiful story. Yeah, I feel like that's how Tiger King <laughs> captured the hearts of most of America. It caught mm-hmm. us, it took us by storm. We didn't even see it coming. Mm-mm. Didn't even see didn't it. Didn't even see it. My, my favorite thing from the whole series, though, uh, is not Carol Baskin or anything really like anybody else talks about. But there's like this scene where this guy's walking around, and there's like five dachshunds running around in the <laughs> pen with a tiger. Oh yeah. <laughs> In there with the Tigers, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like playing around. Oh, my God. There's a lot of really good stuff like that. It's the stuff that pe- maybe people don't think about or it's a little bit more like the off co- – like Jake and I were talking this week about Rick Kirkman, who's the producer, might be – he might be the secret sauce of that whole thing because the way he narrates the Wasn't story. Wasn't he and Casper? <laughs> 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 I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, oh, Wasn't no, that, he on hard copy? <laughs> well, he was like a real news reporter. Like he did. Yeah. Like he was the guy they set out. He's like the guy who they sent out to do like to test out the, uh, you know, the air. The what do they call those things? Rocket packs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like Rick Kirkman will look, do anything. Yeah, look, on the scene. He he was not a real news reporter. There's only one real news reporter. That is the handsome Chase Ambrose. That is true. Um, that is true. No, yeah, he he was he was maybe a a a personality on television on a news show that happened to deliver reports, but he was not a news reporter. That's an important distinction. Because there's only one. Okay. I kind of, I feel like Chase. That's the law. I, I feel like Chase should have been on Tiger King, like covering it somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Missed opportunity. It would have only made it better. Um. Okay. There's so, always room for a sequel. Well, there's a, bu- like I just read today, some other channel 
is doing a separate docuseries specifically on Carol Baskin's missing husband. It's just going to be like its own thing. I think this is a this is the TKU, the Tiger King universe. Yeah. It's Tiger King Spin-offs. multiverse. There's going to be an all-female version. Yeah, Tiger King LA. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's going to really jump the shark when there's Tiger King UK. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, Ron, you said it started really piquing your interest when they kind of start getting like, first of all, as a lawyer, what do you think of the guy? What was Carol Baskin's husband's name? Don Lewis. Don Lewis. What do you think of Don Lewis's attorney? Actually, I think his attorneys, uh, I actually looked him up on Facebook and tried to Google him and learn some stuff about the guy. And he seems very interesting. Uh, he, he's got kind of a pretty wide array of, you know, most lawyers specialize in something, maybe one or two things. But he seems to have pretty diverse experience, uh, which, you know, it just you know, there's a certain generation of old lawyers that, that's more common in, and it's sort of uncommon in younger lawyers, but uh, you still see it every now and then. But it's pretty clear he knows a lot about the different types of law, uh, and he seems to be like a real straight shooter. Uh, if you look at his Facebook page, he, I mean, I, it's clear that he doesn't believe Carol Baskin. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, you can infer from that what you will, but uh, <laughs> really what drove me kind of to wanting to talk to you guys is I saw where Carol Baskin responded to some of the allegations made in the series and said they over-dramatized it. And then she goes on to explain. And that's usually when, when I'm looking at my clients and I'm talking to my clients, I always tell them, don't explain things. Yeah. That's when you get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Let me explain it for you. <laughs> the less talking you do, the problem. Um, and so she starts explaining it that the power of attorney says or disappearance because he has dementia and he's been known to wander off. And that unravels everything because what do you not have capacity to sign if you have dementia is a power of attorney or will. Oh my God. <laughs> You're right. That's really so She knowingly prepared a document. For somebody she knew was suffering from dementia and had them sign it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and also Could potentially invalidate the whole thing. Also, the whole dementia thing, it didn't seem like anybody had ever mentioned that except for Carol Baskin. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, her family, or <laughs> his family was like, he didn't have dementia. Yeah. Of course, he left them in the dirt, <laughs> went to Costa he, he Rica. He forgot about them, but it wasn't the dementia. <laughs> yeah, they just sucked. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, I mean, it's if somebody's suffering from dementia, there's going to be medical records of that. There's going to be a diagnosis. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's not something you really just say off the cuff. Oh, they've got dementia. Yeah, uh, you say somebody's crazy, but you know, you don't use the word dementia. Right. That's right. a very specific uh, medical diagnosis. Yeah, symptoms and all that. Um. So, so Ron, so the, the, where they wrapped up with the, because really the Carol Baskin stuff is, uh, it's kind of, it's not the main part of the documentary, but it's a big part of it. And basically it it, it doesn't really resolve itself other than there's some suspicion and Joe exotic and, and his people hammered home that suspicion. 
whether or not he's in the septic tank or was fed to the tigers. I mean, who knows, but what, so from, from your perspective as a viewer and then your perspective as a lawyer, like where, where, if you were representing somebody who wanted to take her down, what, what would you do? Cause I want to hear both sides. Yeah, of I want to know that. what you would do to take her down and what you do to protect her. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, so if I was going to take her down as a prosecutor or, or, you know, maybe a civil suit, if I was uh, representing the, the rightful heirs of her former husband, uh, I think the most, telling thing because you got two different standards yeah you the most memorable case is the oj simpson case remember he was acquitted there wasn't enough evidence to get beyond reasonable doubt but there was what we call a preponderance of the evidence for a civil case which just means basically you got to have 50.01 percent on one side and 49.99 percent on the other if you're on the 50 side you, you know you've carried your burden uh, it's a lot easier, and I think there's enough red flags that, from a civil perspective, a, a jury could easily say, "Yeah, you know, something's fishy here. It doesn't add up." Uh, she gained a lot of lot from from this. Um, if I was prosecutor, I actually think they're doing now what the best thing to possibly do is because I don't know if y'all paid attention to it, but the sheriff's office down there has reopened the investigation and has yeah, asked if that. anybody has tips to submit them. And you'll be surprised what something like this documentary would do for a cold case. There was a podcast in Georgia a couple of years ago oh, called yeah. Up and Vanished. Big fan. Um, that basically, it, it didn't really move the needle in the investigation if you really look at what was going on, but it created this like a pressure cooker down there that made other people you know, start to say things that then leaked into the investigation, which basically created new leads for it. So it's it, it sort of almost a indirect effect of just drawing attention to something. Somebody knows something. And right. if mm-hmm. pressure can start getting around, that generally breaks things loose. I've, I've actually represented somebody uh, before in Houston County on a cold case and it was a like a 35 year old murder case that was unsolved and after 35 years they decided they were going to indict my client and we dealt with it and the case got resolved um but you know it, it, it's surprising what you know something as simple as the victim's parents sending a letter to the telegraph the, the local newspaper every year on the anniversary of the victim's death, uh, it creates sort of a pressure to cause other people in the community to open up even after 35 years. Right. So, mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of what happened with uh, up and vanished, you know, which is it, it brings so much public attention. It, all of a sudden, everybody's like everybody in the country, maybe the world is now talking about this little, you know, suburb of Tampa Bay. So all of a sudden you're in the spotlight yeah. and it, it yeah. forces like people Oscilla. like Oscilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a pressure. I mean, what it is, is a pressure cooker. Uh, and you know, you, it, what happens is you have people that have information. They're not, nobody's talking to them. They're, they go about their business for 20, 30 years, 10 years, however long. Uh, and then all of a sudden there's pressure on them. 
and it's not necessarily people exerting pressure directly on them, but you know, somebody may be snooping around and they know it. And then they start getting second feelings about what they've done and, and what they know. And then they let something slip and then, all of a sudden you bust an investigation wide open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now let's say it's the other, let's say Carol Baskin. Is it Baskin or Baskins? Baskin. Whatever. Doesn't Baskin. matter. But it's let's say Carol, Baskin. Carol Baskin's husband. Let's, she's, let's say she calls that 1-800-RON-DANIELS number tomorrow. We'll give out your real number if you want to. I assume. That, I don't think that's your number. Well, let's, <laughs> let's assume it is. Let's say she calls and she says, this pressure cooker's happening. I need some protection. I need somebody who's going to get me out of this and protect me. What, what you don't have to give away all of your, your secrets, but what, what, what do you start thinking about if you're going to be defending her in a civil court? Like, I don't know if anything, they're never going to have the evidence to, to prosecute, uh, in a, you know, put her, put her away or anything, but I, I could definitely see some civil lawsuits. So what do you think about that? Well, so I think probably the best strategy to look at in defending her is where's the body. Um, you know, it, it is sort of an old cliche thing, but we don't know that he's dead. So right. mm-hmm. how, how did, I mean, it could be like the Matlock episode. I could just point to the door and he's going to walk in. Yeah. God, you know, that'd be really so cool. Canned, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. He'd be really hey. tan from being in Argentina. Yeah, he but, flies uh, in in a, like a tiny uh, airplane, like Snoopy. <laughs> he's flying around the courtroom. <laughs> Look, Don Lewis is here. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, mean, yeah, so, I, I really think that's the the best thing she's got going for is just the fact that there's yeah, you can't really say. I mean, he's legally dead because he's presumed dead. Um. There's no proof that he is actually dead. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I guess that's the and, and we you know, we talked about it a lot last week, but the conclusions that I came to are I don't know personally, I don't think she like killed him or had a hit out on him, but this guy was associated with a lot of people who seem to be doing a lot of maybe not so great stuff. I think she probably knows more than she's leading on to. And maybe that maybe there's a case in that. Maybe that's where the civil maybe just the fact that she might know more than she's saying uh, could, could open up the doors. Mm-hmm. Well, I think what's interesting is just it, there was like a certain level of just being very nonchalant when talking about it. I think that probably fanned a lot of flames of suspicion. Yeah. Um, I don't think she did herself any favors by being interviewed for, for the documentary because just sort of her attitude comes off is creating suspicion because you're, you're wondering about the veracity of what she's saying and, you know, whether she's sincere. And if you're asking those sorts of questions, then she's already behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Cause well, you've got motivation because they didn't get along before his disappearance and had like huge disputes about the treatment of the cats and, the future of their zoo and all that shit. Yeah, she had re- like it's like what Ron said a little while ago. She had a lot to gain, and what did she have to lose? Right, an old husband who she probably wasn't even that into anymore. Yeah, I just like their origin story. I want to hear. I want to see more about the night they met with the gun and the <laughs> walking, walking down the street. That's what I want to see. Um, 
Well, damn, Ron. I think Ron Daniels is blowing this case wide open. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we have a true crime Put him on podcast. Case. Yeah. We need a YHS like true crime spinoff. Each yeah. week we tackle a new cold case. Yeah. Pre- preferably something that's already been <laughs> already been tackled, but we'll put our spin on it. Um my favorite yeah, we, we only we only deal with cold cases that have been solved. <laughs> cool. Cool. Hot cases. <laughs> Cases that were so cold that they became hot and solved, and that we we wanted to take another exam, uh, double jeopardy examination. My favorite cold thing about when Up and Vanish was going on, my favorite was when Hal Clay was like, "Oh, I know half the cops in that town." <laughs> <laughs> Hal was somehow connected to uh, what was it? What was her name? Um, God damn it! It was something. No, no, I got it. Tara Grinstead. Tara Grinstead. Um, yeah. So Ron, listen. I'm so happy that you did this. And I, I don't want this to be a one. I want to, we got to figure out a way to get Ron on the show more. Anytime there's legal advice, he's our I feel just, smarter already. Yeah. Counseling. I like this. Mm-hmm. Do well, we owe you money, Ron, for this? I think we do. No. Oh, oh cool. cool. No. You don't have an hourly. Okay. <laughs> uh, Ron, what are no retainer fees? That's it. If anybody wanted to uh, seek out your services, what, what would they need to do? Well, you just go to www.rondanielslaw.com. Dot com. Very it's that easy, folks. And what kind of uh, what kind of stuff are you, you taking on these days? You you you've got a pretty diverse uh, background, but do you have any uh, focuses or anything? So I primarily deal with uh, abusive debt collection, uh, credit reporting errors, uh, and personal injury. I do a lot of civil litigation, and I do some some criminal defense work too. But I don't really advertise for criminal defense work. Yeah. And is My Cousin Vinny one of the greatest films of all time? Ooh. It's good. <laughs> it is good. I, I, I just, it's one of my favorite movies. And I read that lawyers actually appreciate that movie because it, it, it is a semi realistic portrayal of some of the things that go on in a courthouse. It, it is. Uh, and. I always just really enjoyed it because the judge uh, is played by, you know, uh, Herman Munster. Yeah, yeah, of course. I yeah. like it because it's a very accurate representation of grits and how they're cooked. <laughs> and I like it. That's a plot point. <laughs> grits don't get enough love. Yeah. Um, well, listen, head to rondanielslaw.com. He's going to help you out. Mm-hmm. It's not a paid sponsorship. This is just friends helping friends. Yeah, and I'm glad that Ron came on the show to shed some light on Barrel. Barrel Caskin. That's how I, that's what I call her. And uh, I think as this case progresses, maybe like once a month, Ron, you should jump on the line and we can go over the latest developments. Oh, for sure. Because Tiger yeah. King's not Get going I, I am happy to keep coming on a show to talk about legal stuff as long as y'all have me. Hell yeah. Cool, cool man. We'll do a Casey Anthony episode next week. Oh, cool. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Casey Anthony's probably got a quarantine podcast about... <laughs> How to do home parenting the right way. Oh, God. oh boy. Mm. Did I just cross some lines? I don't know. We'll I think see. I did. Um, Ron, congratulations on your uh, baby girl. Yeah. I hope you guys are doing well down there. Yeah. Enjoy and, that time. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll catch up soon. I hope you're staying safe and healthy. And uh, it's, a bum- it's, uh, it's a bummer about the, the new Ghostbusters movie, but uh, when it ramps up back again, we'll, we'll, all, be, we'll all be happy. Yeah. Yep. And I'll have the ladder ready. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> All right, Ron. Thanks, man. Talk to you later. Later, dude. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. Bye.
Hopefully we won't have to call him for legal help soon. No, Ron's already helping me. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's why I was going to say he's actually kind of in that nook with, like, the uh, debt collection and stuff like listen, that. Some of, I'm not going to say anything. Listen, if you're a toy collector. Yeah, you understand. You've probably been collecting some debt, too. Yeah. Jake, you know, if you're a toy collector, you're probably not great with money, so you might need Ron Daniels. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, cool. So uh, thank you to Ron. Uh, Jake, What uh, before we yeah. go any further, what, what do you think about what Ron had to say about Carol Baskin? Uh, I think he's probably – it's just like it's weird little things you don't pick up on, you know, and like things that we don't know because we don't study law or anything like that. So it's cool to hear – you know, like what he's got to say in Ron's perspective. And Ron's always just fun to talk to and listen to anyway. Yeah. So. Well, Ron's great because he's very funny and he's also very smart. Yeah. And that's the best combination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like a Joe Exotic. Sure. He's funny <laughs> and smart. Yeah. <laughs> he's a, tr- a double, a triple threat, double threat. Um, oh, my God. I want Joe Exotic to hear the 20 minutes we just did with Ron Daniels. And I want to hear what he says about too. it. Hey, hey, if he heard that, he would... Hire Ron Daniels immediately. I will oh go God. down to Houston County, Georgia, and get Ron Daniels because I'm from Oklahoma and he gonna help me, dude. I hope we can facilitate that. By the way, Ron does not. Ron does not live in Houston County. I bet he would be so mad. Where does he live? I don't know, but like people from the South, if you get their county wrong, yeah, that's like a big thing. Well, I'd get mad too. We're Fulton County. I don't want to do that to cab. Fulton County. We're Fulton County. I'm down, down sorry. Um, for those who didn't get the latter reference at uh, uh, Dragon Con, uh, the parade last year, Ron made the, <laughs> this was during the Ecto-1 ladder controversy. Uh, Ron, the night before the parade, him and uh, Jarris, who's another friend of, uh, of the Ghostbusters community, built, mm-hmm. uh, built the ladder. Carried it in the parade. They like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I was standing, I was having the conversation with the two of them when Ron decided to do that. And he was like, all right, Jairus, we're getting up eight o'clock in the morning. We're going to go, we're going to go down to the Home Depot. We're going to build us a ladder. And I was like, what? Dude, they did a Home Depot build the day of the parade. Jairus was drunk. Yeah. He's like, no, Ron, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> um. Well, that was a little bit of a different opening, but listen, we're living in different times. Yeah, I liked it. We all need legal counsel now. We do. We are opening the show with I it. love Ron Daniels. Yeah, me too. We, went on, we stayed in a room with him out in L.A. for uh, the premiere of Answer the Call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some fun times. It was fun. Yeah. Um, Jake, what... Um, what uh? Did you buy anything this week? I the, just let everybody know. Here's here's the situation. Yeah. I'm gonna go for the phone. Those weren't words. Are you gonna tell them about the granola bar that you're eating? I'm so hungry. I know. My, We've just, been podcasting for like four hours. Jake, is your yeah? Are your schedules messed up because of this quarantine? Yeah, my well, I've I've basically been staying up until four o'clock every every morning and waking up at like eleven. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that that's pretty day is that's night. about it night is yeah. day um up mm-hmm. is down left is right i uh yeah my, my sleep schedule well i'm still i'm working from home so i have to keep uh, a pretty normal daytime schedule but i'm still staying up later than normal mm-hmm. and my eating schedule is really weird because abby's not working right now Mm-mm. so you're sleeping in way late yeah i'm working on animal crossing <laughs> going to work yeah, I sleep in late. I've been trying to get up earlier, but I just ignore my alarm. There's no reason. I enjoy staying up very, very late There's at night. There's no reason to get it's up. It's fun. Yeah. As of late, we yeah, we've been really watching shows, movies. And I've been doing this. 
Yeah. I do this thing where like, you know, you know, when you're on Facebook and a video pops up and if you watch that video, you can scroll and there'll just be more videos and Mm -hmm. you end up spending like an hour doing that. I've gotten to the point where every night at around three o'clock in the morning, I'm like, okay, cool. It's Facebook video time. (laughs) And I get on Facebook videos and my current like eyelids open like in fucking clockwork orange. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And like my current, um, you know, there's always like, I don't, I don't know how they pick what videos pop up for you, but recently it's been like a mix of, I keep getting these like clips from the Howard Stern show, which I'll watch some <laughs> of them. And then I get a lot of like cringe videos where you just watch people be really weird. And then I'm getting a lot of these videos where it's like, Hey, here's five really creepy, uh, unexplained videos caught on film. And I'll just watch those until I'm too scared to watch them anymore. <laughs> well, that Dude, sounds like a good, like, pre-sleep routine. I don't get any of the... By the way, it's all targeted because... Yeah. Like, usually when, when we go on, like, trips and stuff, we go to Toy Fair, at any given time, you just look over at Jake. He's just on the bed watching, like, people fighting. Yeah, yeah. Public freak out. I think, yeah. like... <laughs> I think what it is for... <laughs> on face on those Facebook videos, I think it... I think they take a... I think it takes in, like which videos you watch all the way through. Yeah. yeah and if so you too. watch one, if you watch one all the way through, then you just start getting a lot more of that. Dude, kind of video. If you watch that cake be made in a pan once, like oh, however yeah. they do, I love watching those like satisfying Jake, people making food. Uh, in a- was it in New York? Like we're about to get on the plane and Jake was like, my goal for this trip is to see somebody freak out on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. I, yeah, I think, I think it might have been after New York. I think I called you about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It might have been before New York. I don't know. But I was just like, you know what? With the the amount of air travel we do, I just feel like I've watched a lot of people freak out in an airport. And they're always very funny because it's always like people. Hey, one time it was Abby and me. Yeah. Yeah. One time it was you guys. It's not funny when it's people in your party. It's funny when it's embarrassing it's for other people. Yeah. It's fun. There was a lady that freaked out on the way to L.A. We've told the story before because uh, she did not know it was going to be a five-hour flight, and she was demanding a lot of this flight attendant. I almost said the other word. Um, what? Stewardess. Oh, that's uh, not that bad. It's not that bad. But, yeah, it's like uh, it's a pretty common thing, and yeah. it's nice when it's someone else, not you. Uh, the videos I always get are, like, the ones of, like, like a dog who was homeless and then like he's stepping on grass yeah. for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. But like, Mine's uh, like this rescue cat from Greece doesn't have the function of his back leg. <laughs> and I'm like in it for another hour. But like, it's always like, it has like the dumb subtitles that explain to you what's happening. And it tries to attribute emotions to the animal. And it'll be, it'll, it's not like the dog likes the feeling of the grass. It'll, it'll be like, this dog is feeling grass for the first time. His life's about to take a turn for the better. And I'm like, oh, man, he doesn't even know. No idea. This grass is going to feel so good. Um, yep. Yeah, it's good. So, the, okay, Make so let me, let me go to our schedule. Time lapse. We what did, time does that happen? We did the Ron Daniels. We did the Facebook videos talk. Okay, we're good. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. My schedule's just messed up. My, so my eating, oh, it was because I was eating the granola. I bar. bought a puzzle. Yeah. What'd you end up getting? So yeah, Jake called yesterday and said you're you were uh, starting a new YouTube That's channel a called Symptom of Quarantine Puzzle Hunters. <laughs> well, you know, I, I haven't very. I, I told you this yesterday. I haven't been very bored. 
I've been keeping pretty busy. I've been going on a lot of walks. I've been I finished a book, which I want to talk about in a minute. I, I, I read a book. I watched the movie to the book. I have been painting a lot. I bought a bunch of like drawing stuff on it. I've been pretty busy, but I was like, I've seen other people posting that they're doing puzzles and I, and it just like, I I was like, I kind of want to do a puzzle. So I went and bought, I went to the store. Um, and I, um, I was like, should I be going to the store just to buy a fucking puzzle right now? But I went and, um, there weren't many puzzles left. I bought two of them. I bought one. That's like a, uh, it's like a seek and find like it, it's like it's like a picture that's just full of stuff. So once the puzzles put together, you can like look through the list and go find all the things. Um, and then I bought an E.T. puzzle. So once you're done with your work, you can do some more work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whoa. What's yeah. the E.T. puzzle? It's the it's that one that it, it's just the movie poster, but it like is the one that comes in the like block. But it looks like a blockbuster case. Oh, that's cool. Oh, Shit. Um, we talked after the puzzle conversation. Um, we talked about there was a uh, what was it? Oh, Mondo. Yeah, Mondo. Uh, obviously, they put out prints and uh, albums and things like that. <laughs> Let me explain that what, you, what, what Mondo is? is. I lost my train of thought. I was trying to get it back. <laughs> you called me out. Mondo puzzles. Mondo's putting out puzzles based on some of their favorite famous Artwork? posters. That's tight. Yes, I think we should put out puzzles. <laughs> With our artwork. My, 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 uh. What? <laughs> I just, Do you need another granola bar? <laughs> I'm losing my, this is like, we're going to look back at this time and be like, remember that episode? You're actually like Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> this is the episode where Craig lost his <laughs> mind. Abby's going to have one where you lose your mind. And we're all, oh, I think I've had that one a couple of times before, actually. <laughs> we all go a little mad sometimes. Yeah. Um. What I'm trying to say is Mondo is putting out puzzles, which is extremely smart because A, it's a collectible. B, everybody wants to do puzzles right now. But the problem is it's like a pre-order. Yeah, but I I went and looked at it and it says like six to eight weeks. Like this – we'll be done with this shit before those puzzles reach. I should illustrate. People are still waiting. People are still waiting on Black Friday stuff from Mondo. Nobody's getting those puzzles anytime soon. That's not a joke. People are right. still waiting on the Black Friday yeah. Mondo stuff. So, like, whatever. Dude, it's like a Novos. Shit. They're going to fund all the Black Friday Chronicles. prints with these puzzles. What's happening? Probably. Yeah. Um, Everybody's anyways, going through it. Everyone's going through we stuff. We all need to be bailed out. We need a bailout. Yeah, and a puzzle. Um, okay, cool. So... Yes, our schedules are weird, but we do appreciate everybody tuning in. We appreciate Ron Daniels taking time out of his mm-hmm. busy schedule to yeah. join us to talk about Tiger King. And everyone hanging out during our eBay live purchase hangouts. That's been keeping things kind of normal. At least I know when Friday is. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's what we do on Fridays. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's talk about a couple of things here. Uh, Abby just mentioned the... Facebook group therapy, eBay hangs. We've done the last two Fridays. And listen, as long as people are enjoying it and it's a nice piece of escapism uh, and it's fun for everybody, we'll keep doing it. As long as Brock and Jessica keep showing up, keep doing it. I like them. There you go. Um, So it it is funny when people take pictures of themselves watching you like on their flat screens and then they post them. It's like, hey, mom. I don't mean to brag, but I'm a big TV star. Now, so extreme cap send a mom deal, deal with it. Mom, I'm uh, might be on TV right now. Somebody's. What channel? Well, not all TVs, but just uh, some TVs. internet worldwide. <laughs> 6 PM. Anyways. So we're doing these eBay hangs. Um, 
You have to be a member of Yes Have Some Group Therapy on Facebook to join them. Um, there's a chance maybe if, if they if they increase in popularity uh, and we, we need to, to branch out beyond group therapy, maybe we will. But for now, we'll leave it in group therapy. Um, it's kind of just it's a big it keeps hang- it more fun, I think. And it's a like, big hangout. Yeah. Um, and uh, we get on eBay. Didn't buy that much last week. Did a lot of searching. Um I, I, it's, I'm in this weird place with toy collecting right now where I want to be responsible with money, but also I've really gotten a lot of the stuff I was really itching to get. So I don't want to just buy to buy. Having said that after our bonus episode, I might be searching for some evolution toys this week. Dude, I don't know. Yeah. Right. Um, I want that clear, uh, ghost gassy. Yeah. Pink. Um, so tune into the eBay hangs Friday nights. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Join group therapy to do so. It's very easy. All you have to do is log into Facebook and search for Yes, Have Some Podcast Group Therapy. You will find our closed group, and then either myself, Jake, or Craig will accept you, and you can start posting very quality content. No memes, or Ryan will take it down. And I did that unprompted, so that was good. you're welcome. Um, and then Jake, Jake had the idea of the century this week. He called me up, and he said, uh, hey, Craig, I got an idea. Uh, apparently, he was the guy from uh, Waterboy when he did that. Oh, okay. Uh, the dad from uh, – Sean's dad from uh, Boy Meets World. Um, we it, This was Jake's idea, and I want to give him credit. But we, uh, for the entire month of April, Patreon – yes, have some Patreon – is absolutely free. We made all of our episodes public. The feed is available. We made posts about it in group therapy as well as our main uh, Facebook page. So – that is a complete archive of bonus content, 30 or 40 bonus episodes we've done over the last two years. Absolutely free. We very much appreciate it. And uh, where we appreciate you tuning in. We just did a new bonus episode that will go up uh, either today or tomorrow on the movie Evolution. Ivan Reitman, 2001 directed Evolution. Had a lot of fun talking about that. Um, and yeah, you can go to Patreon. You can listen well, to the episodes there. <clears throat> You know, Craig, you're not being completely honest. My idea was to charge double for the month of April. That's what he said. He said, listen, I don't know what's going to happen to this world, but we need to (laughs) suck the money dry from yes, have some people. I'm Um, I'm skipping. I'm skipping eBay hangs and I'm increasing the Patreon budget. Now, Jake, you did say that the the eBay hang was something you might have to sit out a little bit. Are you... uh, I'm sitting out, dude. I I liked it and it was fun, but I I have a problem. I I, like... I am not in a position to be spending money. Like, I'm not. We need music. We need music. Yeah, like... Is this like an intervention? Like, uh... Yeah, we need some, like, intervention music or something. Something serious? No, it's not intervention. It's just that I know that I'll, like, you know, whenever you guys did, um... The you know the last one where I watched along, I ended up like putting a bunch of bids in on some very expensive toys, which I would <laughs> I would have bought, and I and I would have done it last week if I would have came for that, and I would do it this week if I w- if I were to come to that. And I'm not I don't have an income right now, like yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't have like a stimulus check. My job's not still paying me. I have no job, and uh, my job might not even still exist. All whenever right. new, like, idea. Uh, new idea, this new gets idea, new idea, back together. So new idea. Uh, Patreon will not be free. All of the Patreon money <laughs> is going to... What is this? Dark piano music. Listen, I don't want to pressure Jacob Walsh into buying anything on eBay, but I feel like if he doesn't, he might fade away altogether. The video that I picked for this is one 
hour of dark piano. It has a man sitting on steps with a noose hanging behind him. It's very upsetting. <laughs> I like it. All right, turn that. Take a picture of it. Let's, let's get serious. Yeah, yeah no, serious, I, serious. I, I have I have fun doing those. I'm just I'm. I know I'll I'll spend too much money if I go on that. I'm just going to sit them out for now. Yeah, we do appreciate people have been posting their 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 purchases that they've got. They they, they say it's infectious. Like oh yeah, and that's it what, is yeah yeah. We have a uh, enthusiasm about this. Yeah, things. it's almost dangerous, which is why Jake has to sit out. And I understand and I respect that. And if you got to cut back, then. Just join in still. Just don't buy anything. Maybe we'll do we after this week we'll go to every other week or twice a week. I haven't decided. I yet. think financially we might have to. Uh, the longer every the, Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah. Whenever I get my unemployment check <laughs> that day. Um okay, cool. So tons of fun. We're trying to do different kinds of content and, and let's face it, folks, tonight's episode is kind of a free-for-all because there's just not that much going on in the world that pertains to the stuff we normally would talk about. All, you know, everything's on hold. Hollywood is at a shutdown. There's no new TV shows coming out. There's no new movies coming out. Um, updates are limited. So we, we but we want to keep it fun and we want to keep it positive. Um, but to put a cap on the Patreon thing, it is free for this month. If you are currently a member of Patreon, you are going to get the months of May and June for free to make it fair for everybody. And the evolution episode will be up uh, in just the next two days. And we'll probably put it on the main feed as well, um, just so everybody has uh, equal access to that. Cool. Um, and it was a lot of fun. I like, enjoy talking about evolution. Mm-hmm. And uh, our na- our new goal will be to get Jason Reitman on the phone to talk, uh, or Ivan. I want any Reitman. If your last name's Reitman, even if you're not related, I want to talk about evolution. A Reitman, either. Either Reitman. Yeah. Their mother. <laughs> That's her name. Um, okay. Cool. Now, we've gotten all that out of the way. I think people want to know, four weeks ago, we did our end of the world episode. Okay. Where we were like, oh, things are getting bad. What are you going to take to your private island during the quarantine? And it was like, ah. And then the second week, it was like, oh, this is kind of serious. And then the third week is like, okay, we're officially like, can't leave our houses. Yeah. I feel like, and I'm just coming up with this on the spot, but what... I feel like our yes have some audience wants to know what what we're doing to occupy our time. Well, we're um, not podcasting. What shows are we actually watching? Are we binging shows? Are we watching movies? I watched Cats last night. Uh huh. Talk about it. Let's talk about it. I haven't seen it yet. Dude, was um, it the butthole cut or the non butthole cut? Yeah, let's talk butthole. Which <laughs> had no more buttholes. butthole, evolution or cats? <laughs> There's no buttholes, but there's so many shots where if there were buttholes, it would be so gratuitous. Like there's so many times you're seeing that area of a cat. Yeah. Um, It's like being at my house. The movie's horrifying. Okay. And I think like, so the first half an hour, I was really enjoying it because it really, like all the things you've heard about it, it's worse. Like it is... (laughs) It is like a marvel of modern technology for how something can be, how every how every shot of a movie can be the worst shot of CGI you've ever seen. Like it is bad. It's so bad. All the characters, like their heads don't match their bodies half the time. The like the the movements are really like weird and janky and it, it just none of it looks good. So the first half an hour, I'm like, whoa this is insane and I'm enjoying it because it's funny. But then like an hour in, I 
<laughs> I just wanted to. I just hated it. I was like, this you is bad. You wanted to do with that it's dark very music. Long. All the songs do. suck. Like the, all the songs suck. And it's song after song after song. There's no talking. There's no breaks for talking. It's just songs all the way through. Um, which isn't a bad thing when the songs are good. They're not good. None of it makes sense. There's all these like made up words. Like it's just complete, utter, like insanity all the way through. None of it, like nothing lines up. They're like the scales of the cats is like, it changes from scene to scene. Like when they're interacting with other things, there's like a scene where, uh, um, God, the one cat who was played by, I can't remember her name, but she's in, um, fuck. I don't know. She, Rebel she's Wilson, in a bunch of Taylor movies. Swift, Jennifer Rebel, Hudson. Rebel Wilson. Cool. I'm looking at the cast. There's like a scene where she's like eating cockroaches and I'm like, well, this is weird. And then there's like multiple times where she unzips her skin oh. and pulls it off and has like an outfit on underneath it. What? And I'm like, what is happening? Is that some of the like cats, a cat? Some of the cats know magic. And like some of the cats can like disappear it's like and reappear. Cats They're magic. all very scary. Look, it's just weird. It's it's fucking bad, but I I think everybody should watch it. What do you think happened? Like, how did it how did it get that bad? Is it just bad from the start? Like, hey, if what? you're gonna try to adapt I... cats into a musical, is it just a bad idea to try to do it with real actors like this? Well. I don't know, man. Or, sorry, a musical I, movie. I, I was going to say it was I've, a musical. It has source material that, like, no, I know Cats yeah. was a musical, but what I'm saying is, but that version of Cats up. is also like that version of Cats is also bad. But the thing <laughs> that it has going for it is that, like, it's just real people in costumes, and and some of the costumes, like, it's kind of cool looking, and it's like this thing where, you know, even if you don't enjoy the show or the music, it's kind of cool to see all the work that was put in on the costumes. But this is. Is, this is all 100% CGI human faces on weird cat slash humanoid bodies where their bodies are still like kind of shaped like people, but they're cat. It's just it it is the scariest looking thing you can see. It's like it's like an, it's like a nightmare. The whole movie is a nightmare. Yeah. I'm looking it's at images. It's all so unsettling looking. Nothing looks good. There is one scene where like one of the cats was singing a song and she's crying and there's like snot coming out of her nose and shit. And I'm just like, what? The, who put this on film? Like, why is this? It's just all who, super uh, weird. Who directed this movie? I don't fucking know. I'm about to find out. I'm just going to find out. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, the musicals by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yes. The film is directed by Tom Hooper. It's his second feature musical following Les Miserables and something else. Oh, God. Of course he did. Les Miserables. Uh, did you see the guy who cast uh, Russell Crowe? Fucking idiot. Yeah, <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even have a good frame of reference, but I, I know that shit sucks. What else has he directed? I just want to know. I no, want to no, know no, what that. his good. She just said that was it. I just said no. There's something else. Oh, Tom Hooper. Let's click on Tom Hooper. Oh, Toby Hooper. Not <laughs> it's not Toby. It's not <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But it might be scarier. <laughs> it <laughs> is scarier. Right. Find it. We're going to the filmography. Here we go. Here we go. Stuff I don't know about. But just a bunch of bullshit. This looks like literal, just all bullshit. All okay. Right. Um, how's Taylor Swift? I mean, she sings. She's in it for one song. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. But 
Just one? It's still a shitty song, and it still looks like shit. She's yeah. already mostly cat, so it should <laughs> it should translate better. I ca- I want to see the movie. Um, I like that it had that like cult following immediately with people seeing it together in the theater and like laughing and stuff. Yeah, so I'll watch it. Um, okay, cool. So, what else? I paid you- to watch it. I rented it. Twenty bucks. No, I four dollars regular oh, renting. I didn't not that fucking dumb theater bullshit. Oh, did you get a coupon for a fancy feast when you bought it? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it made me not. It made me not like cats Stop. as a species. I was like, you know what? I don't Stop like cats. Stop it! Cats. I don't want to see like, it you now. Like, okay, I hate you, cats you start now. donating to Doc Antel. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's pro euthanization. Um, um, no. Okay, so you watched Cats, and Jake, uh, I wanted to give you, you said you finished a book. I wanted to make sure you got to talk about your book. Yeah. Oh, I, I've been reading uh, Carnosaur, which um, I think I've talked about it on here before. Carnosaur bears a lot of resemblances to Jurassic Park, but it was written way before. It was wi- written. I don't uh, I don't know the exact number, but it was written years before Jurassic Park was written. Um, it's about like it. The book starts off with a dinosaur going on a killing spree. They capture it. There's like a cover up. Uh, you find out maybe halfway through that this really rich guy who runs a zoo has been creating dinosaurs. And when he explains how he's creating dinosaurs, it's exactly how they do it in Jurassic Park. Um, and then towards the end of the book, uh there's all this like conflict and somebody lets all the dinosaurs out like on, on purpose. So the last like third of the book is just dinosaurs killing people and then going through a town and a city and just all all that kind of stuff. It's great. But there's a movie that was made um, that came out in 1993, the same year as Jurassic park. Um, It's a Roger Corman film. So it's like super low budget. It's really corny. The dinosaurs are all just like hand puppets and shit and Mm -hmm. bad animatronics. Um, Laura Dern's mother is in it, okay. which is crazy. Like came out the same year. Her mother's I like in. That. But also I just wanted to mention it because, um, uh, oh boy, what's her name from, uh, from the beginning of Jennifer Runyon is in it. Oh, for real? She's in the movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was thinking about her earlier. But, when we were watching but I rewatched the. I rewatched the movie after I read the book and I loved the book. The book was really fun. It had a lot of cool stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I do like the movie. It's always been like kind of a cult favorite, but I, I hadn't watched it in a while. And I watched it um, the other day after I finished the book and I was like, boy, this isn't, this is not holding up for me. And also it's really weirdly gross. Yeah. And, and not, and not just gross because not, not just like gore. There's like the main character sucks. He's not, it's not the same character that's from the book. He's just like a jerk. And, um, there's also this weird plot in the movie that is not in the book where the villain has also, uh, created some sort of airborne virus that makes all the women give birth to dinosaurs. Ooh. And it's just gross. <laughs> gross. It's just Regular gross. birth is pretty gross. I can't imagine. It's just like, it's just weird. Better. It's weird and pointless. And I'm like, why is this happening? Every birth is just a close up of John Hammond. Come on, little one. Push. Push. Um, I like the fact, I like Laura Dern's mom's like, I've got big news. I'm doing a dinosaur movie. (laughs) They also, they make a jab at Jurassic Park at one point. Like whenever the, whenever the main character is like figuring out the plot of the villain, which the plot of the villain is literally just like, 
uh, humans suck. I'm creating dinosaurs and I'm going to let them back into the wild so they can take the world back over. And some, and, and then the main act guy is like, yes, yeah, so, sounds like that'd make a cool theme park. Hey, we're gonna take shots at like the best movie ever made. (laughs) Hey, in the movie, you look stupid. Are the dinosaurs like um, stop motion? How do they do it? No, they um, some of them are literal puppets. Okay, um, and then some of them are just animatronics. But they're really, it's like really bad animatronics. I think there are some that are like you can tell there are scenes where they built. They maybe made like an arm of a dinosaur and you can tell it's just like someone's actual arm in it and they only shoot that. It's just really, really like mediocre, easy stuff. There is like a most of the dinosaurs are kind of small, but there is like they they fight like a T-Rex at the end. And it's it's animatronic, but it's like super, super limited to the movements it can make. So it just basically it just basically roars and moves its hands back and forward. And that's that's about it. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I like this. Maybe each week we need to, you know, listen, we're we're going to try our best to to stay up to date with news and stuff. But we're going to have to really start just talking about what we're doing on a day to day basis to fill the yeah. uh, the content here. No I news. like that. That's yeah, a good. No- that's this is like YHS breaking news. I just had corn on the cob for the first <laughs> time. Ever. No. Um, Abby. Yes. What have you been doing to kill some Dude, time? mostly corn on the cob. Uh, no, we did get an order of fresh fruits and vegetables delivered to us the other day from Bagged Atlanta, which they are not, they don't pay us money, but I enjoyed the fruits and vegetables. So yeah. I'll say that. But yeah, no, I was just making a list actually of some of the things that I've been doing um, to pass the time that have been helping me. And I enjoy watching roller coaster and theme park movies, or excuse me, videos on YouTube of like actual like first person perspective from the front row of the ride and like putting my hands up in the air while I'm watching it when they go down dips. Like we watched the Jurassic Park water ride um, the other night and I it just makes me feel like I'm actually leaving the house and doing something for a short period of time. Yeah, it's not sad at all. It's not depressing <laughs> when you're sitting on it's your mattress in your living room. It's not sad at all seeing Abby sitting on a mattress putting her arms in the air. Going down Splash Mountain. Um, no, but that's been fun. Uh, last night, you and I watched Guardians of the Galaxy for a quarantine watch along with James Gunn. Um, and he was, I thought it was going to be like, we were going to see him on screen. Like it'd be like MST3K. We see him watching it. But of course, it's just, you know, you watch the Twitter feed and he live tweets it. So um, it was my first time engaging in something like that. And I absolutely loved it. It was like, it felt like James Gunn was like hanging out with us. And it was really nice to be synced up all starting the movie at the same time. Time. Yeah, but um, there was this really weird part. Abby kept putting her arms in the air. Stop. <laughs> it's a fun ride. Uh, yeah, and to like hear him talking about the scenes that are his favorites, and they obviously are all the same scenes that I like most. And That movie is great. It like, was I, really emotional, too. Like, he really opened up about a lot of stuff. I hadn't watched Guardians of the Galaxy in a while. It's uh, it's top-tier MCU for sure. Uh, yeah. Very, very awesome movie. It's my number one. Yeah, I had a great time doing that. Um, I've been gardening. I planted some catnip and some cat grass and some beefsteak tomatoes. Um, been hanging out in the backyard just to, like, do activities, honestly. <laughs> Laying out, taking a lot of walks in the neighborhood. Neighborhood, seeing cats um and animal crossing has been another big thing um, this is a big this animal crossing is a big deal yeah i don't get it it's like the sims like i was really that was a game that i was really into um because you have like limitless creativity to be like your own god basically um kind of similar with with this game like you 
build, you start from the ground up, like with your own island, you move in, you have a tent, and then you can move up to buying a house and adding additions to it. And some of the really cool stuff is that you can open stores and you can open a museum, which that's my favorite part. And Jake, I was telling you about it the other day and sending you pictures because I feel like you should play the game or at least like look at it because it's such a cool thing to have a museum that's empty and all yours and has all these different wings and exhibits. Um, basically, yeah. like you can catch um, butterflies and bugs and you can catch fish and bring them and donate them. And then you can also excavate um, like parts of dinosaurs and fossils. And it's so fucking badass. And uh, Craig's Sounds showing cool, me yeah. that Mondo has goddamn Twin Peaks codes so you can get the Twin Peaks like uh, looks like the album cover or like a poster to put inside your wall. And that's the shit that's stressing me the fuck out. Patrick Locklet and his fucking wife, Joy, are <laughs> stressing me out because I'm sorry that sounded terrible. But um, while, I'm, while I'm on social media looking at other people who are playing this game that are probably more like gamer types than I am, um, you can like like trick your house. Is that something people say trick your trick? house? At? Yeah, you can like add all sorts of cool stuff to your house and you like buy really eye. nice for it. You can pib your house. Oh, it's it's like very it cool. is funny because like I look and I'm over, way behind on mine. I look over and like somebody had customized their entire house to look like the inside of the Ghostbusters firehouse. Yeah, and, like, and their character looked just like Janine. And then I looked at Abby's, yeah, and it's just her a by tent. herself on an island with a tent. <laughs> Still, <laughs> so I was like, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how they're doing it. Well, um, listen, give out your uh, your your oh, friend code again. Okay, well, you, you talk get for that. a second. Um, yeah, Animal Crossing, it's a big deal. It, mm-hmm. This, I think, Nintendo planned this whole. Uh, pandemic this is really great marketing they're like oh cool let's release this game everybody's look look forward to for five years at a time when everybody is stuck at home yeah well it's great because for the people who are on it you can hang out in person basically um and see each other bring each other gifts and stuff and yeah it's a great alternative to seeing people in person i'm trying to find my friend code i uh i've been keeping busy i've been doing uh some real work stuff we've got podcast stuff we're trying to do on an almost daily basis but Man, I got my toy room finally situated and clean to a point that I'm really happy with. Um, that's been my big project that I've been working on um, for the last couple of weeks. You know, I added another wall shelf that was delivered last week uh, when Jake was here a couple weeks ago. Man, March is the longest month of all time. Mm-hmm. God, <laughs> things that happened two weeks ago feel like a lifetime. Um, I had I had gotten two of the new wall shelves but I had moved all my vintage Star Wars stuff into this uh, showcase I had. And I just I was not happy with it. I, I was having trouble sleeping at night thinking about how unhappy I was. What happened was a couple months ago we went down to Jake's toy room and it was so fucking perfectly set up. And I don't know. I just got really mad and jealous and sort of questioning my own mortality. And mm. I don't know. Anyways, got the toy room situated. Very happy with where it's at. And I am, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm losing my voice. I'm trying to slow down a little bit on the <clears throat> the toy buying. I'm trying to be as cautious and uh, smart about spending as possible. I will say, though, it's really easy to justify some of these purchases because I haven't spent any money on gas. I haven't bought any gas station snacks. So I can, I can buy a couple toys here and there. No one's going to... No one's going to get too upset about it. Um, I'm trying to think if anything came in this week. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, one of the purchases from the eBay hang from last week was the four mint-on-card Star Trek uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles figures. Um, and Jake, 
when you saw that I bought those the next day, you literally texted me. You're like, hey, I'm mad at you. <laughs> they're, they're such cool figures, man. They're they're figures that I've always like kind of had in the back of my mind. <clears throat> and um, they're just they're cool. I like Star Trek. I like Ninja Turtles. I want them. Yeah, yeah I don't think I'm going to open those. I think I'm going to leave those uh, in package. The cards are very cool. Yeah, yeah, they just look I'd great. And I don't in there. I don't know. I, with you know, I'm more of a loose collector, but if it looks really good in the package, uh, having said that, yeah, now would be a really good time to plug the yes, have some unboxing I was about to say, I'm about to rip them open. Um, I can't win. I tried. I told you I wanted to enter. Listen, this is f- yeah. I we're doing this on Instagram, and this is more than anything a way to engage with our toy collecting audience. So. Um, I opened up an Ecto Glow Peter Fankman figure on Instagram, and I said, hey, Ecto Glow, these are rare figures, but I'm a loose collector, and I'm going to display them proudly and have them forever, and I love them. We're going to do the YHS unboxing challenge. So all you have to do is go to our Instagram, uh, look at the video, make a video of yourself opening up a toy. It does not have to be a rare toy. It does not have to be vintage. Just opening any toy in your house, make the video, tag at YHS Podcast, and two friends you'll be entered to win. And then next week we'll do a drawing. Uh, and we're going to give you a chance to win any toy of your choosing up to a hundred dollars. Alienators. The entire line. That would be good. That's all you get. That's all. It's $30. We can handle it. <laughs> I'm like any toy of your choice, as long as it's something I have and I'm willing to get rid of. So anybody needs some uh, playmate Star Trek figures? Uh, no, it's, it's, you know, we want to, we, we know that everybody's at home literally doing nothing and we want to give everybody a little bit of entertainment and a little bit of engagement. So that's yeah, why we're supports doing that. the cause. Yes. And, um, Cool. So, we, so you can head to our Instagram page to see that. But really, I've been focusing on the toy, the toy room, getting it uh, straight, cleaned out my entire closet that's in there. Uh, we've had a lot of talks about how stressful it is when you open up the closet to the toy room because it's just overfilled with boxes mm-hmm. and shit that you haven't thrown away. Yeah. Um, actually, live streamed some of that on Facebook. Yeah. I think our entire neighborhood cleaned out their closets on the same Saturday because we, as you drove through the neighborhood, you could see like the edge of everyone's house. Like the driveway was just piled with stuff. Yeah. It's kind of a nationwide thing. It was pretty cool. But I got rid of my Papa John's Ghostbusters pizza box. I bet I was the only one who had that. (laughs) Actually, I wasn't. Austin Young texted me. (laughs) The Papa was on it. It's like you don't even see him anymore. Austin Young texted me. And he was like, look, I've got the same thing in my closet, (laughs) uh, which is insane. I, I, It's like... (laughs) If I thought it was going to retain a lot of value 20 years from now, I wouldn't throw it away. But I just don't have – I don't have much need for a lot of the extra 20 – I've got the 2016 Ghostbusters stuff that I want and I want to make room in that closet to add more detovs eventually and things like that. So mm. I got to declutter. You, there's only so much room, You declutter right? to detoff. Jake, you told me you threw away some marshmallows recently. Uh, I just, Yeah, I threw away some when, – whenever I was doing my big uh, room clean – I put a lot of stuff in boxes to go in storage and I put some, a few things in boxes to go to Goodwill. And then I threw out an old box of Stay Puff marshmallows. Cause why? Yeah. Why do I need yeah. to keep that? Yeah. 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 Maybe so, we threw out some Ecto cooler. Yeah. I, I did. I got rid of a case a of Ecto cooler. Yeah. Because I have five cases of it. And what am I going to do with it? They're heavy. Can't drink them. You can't drink them. They're probably more to ship than it's worth selling them for for $10 or whatever. So 
There it is. Yeah. Am I, are people going to be mad at me? You would bury them like a time capsule. Oh my God. But then what are they going to do with them in the future? We're going to finally find out what life was like in 2016. Oh, cool. Ecto Slimer's not even on it. Disappointing. <laughs> bad. I think bad is the word. Um, so yeah, toy room's feeling good. Uh, okay. Collectibles are, are, are situated. I'm very happy with the state of my Ghostbusters and my Ninja Turtles collection. Um, Besides that, been watching a lot of The Office. Hell yeah. I think, uh, are you still watching The Office? Uh, the, a quarantine story. The Netflix screen is probably something everybody's been seeing lately. Yeah. And uh, man, just trying to like, I don't want to get all emotional or. Do it. <laughs> we should. Emotional is probably not the right word, but like we, we understand how hard this time is for a lot of people. Um, and yeah. whether it's like hard emotionally or financially or what, or just that not having that routine, like I know the weekends are killing me because normally on the weekends, I'm like, boom, going to hit five targets and six Walmarts. I'm going to go play some golf. I'm going to call Jake 45 times to see what he's doing. And, uh, it's just different. It's more like sitting at home, just kind of waiting this yeah. fucking thing out and it sucks. Yeah. So, uh, I That's hope. one of the reasons I play Animal Crossing because it does kind of satisfy. I like to have, I have a decent work work ethic. I like to work and like feel good about the effort I put into something. Um, so getting on Animal Crossing, you can do little duties and like uh, kind of feel that like fulfillment of like I just put some time into something and uh, my hard work and effort is paying off. Um, so I think that can give me a little bit of satisfaction, but. Yeah, that's the thing I'm missing most is that routine and structure of what my weeks are, have used to be like. Now it's um, it's kind of like a, a long stream, like this never-ending well, day I of talk, relaxing. I want to talk about something real quick yeah. before we start winding down. So we were supposed to go to Megacon. Yeah. Right? In April, our plan was to go to Megacon and, um, oh gosh, what is it called? Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. Megacon was moved from April to the first week of June and they are actively announcing guests daily. So like part of me is like, they better stop that. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, are we, is that going to be a thing that happens? Do you think Megacon's going to happen in June in Florida? No, because at this point that I think that's too soon. I think like, first of all, we're at a point where no one really knows how long this is going to last. Like there are projections but nobody knows for sure how long we're going to be dealing with it. And then there's going to be probably like a buffer period. Like yeah. there's going to be like, nobody's going to want to be doing anything for the first few months just to make sure. I, I read an article that said like some of the Asian countries are like getting re-exposed to it and their numbers are going back up after they've already taken control of it right. because people are traveling. Right. And I'm like, why are, why are people allowed to do that? Right. We shouldn't be allowed to travel to another country at this point. I'll tell you what. And I think, well, I was going to say if any YHS listeners come up with a vaccine for this free Patreon for the rest of the year, <laughs> give it to us for the rest of the month. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but, um, you know, it's already like we're the, you know, the state of Georgia, like, you know, we, we got told today in, in my county that, you know, we're mandatory stay at home until the end of this month. So until, you know, until May. Right. So like, how, how can you think when, when, when there are a lot of places and states that are like stay home until May, 
I don't think anything's happening the month of May or maybe the month of June. Like it's it's going to be a bit. Everything's going to get pushed back. MegaCon needs to chill the fuck out. Yeah, we're all looking at <laughs> Disney like, okay. It's going to be too soon. It's going to be too soon. There was a report that Disney World might have uh they might take guests temperatures when they come in. Where? Yeah. I just think that's insane. Could you imagine? Oh, I want the temperature Dang. fast pass. Dude, I don't want the job of the person <laughs> taking temperatures. That sounds just terrible. Mickey Mouse shoving thermometers up people's butts. It's kind of a ride. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the most magical place on earth. Take Dude, it over. If it was 2001 and uh, Ivan Reitman was directing it, there, yes. Yes, there would be an evolution. <laughs> hey, listen. But I was like, hey, hey, you know, I mean, they're saying, wait a minute. You, you don't want to come into the Disney World, right? You know, because, you know, if you're hot, you don't want to come in. And I'm like, well, you, you already got, you know, Snow White and uh, Elsa walking around. You, you need to take their temperatures because, you know, it doesn't get any hotter than that. What do you guys think of that? Uh, you should, that yeah. he needs to go back to New York. That guy's from New that York. That guy's from New York. He's been testing that out all over. <laughs> Hey, so what's the deal with theme parks? You know, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think it's Jake. I completely agree. And I think once stuff does start reopening, there's going to be that weird hesitation of like, is it safe to like go back out? Like when? What is the yeah. deal? Is like it? I think it'll be a little bit before things really get all what? of that stuff gets back. I mean, I know like people. I feel like people in my town will be out doing shit immediately because some of them still are. But that kind of stuff, conventions, bigger things like that, theme park, I think that stuff might take a little bit to get back to normal. Raves, um, mm. foam parties. Yeah. Hey, can we get rid of uh, cruises Rainbow altogether? parties. <laughs> cruises need to stop. Cruises need to go. They're I, the worst. I personally, I think all cruises sound like a like a nightmare horror story. Get rid of happen. all cruises. Get rid of speed two cruise control. Yeah, like, mm, yeah. Tom Cruise. Cruise. Fuck you owe me a doctor. Pepper. All the cruises. <laughs> all cruises. All cruises. Ted Cruise. Thank yeah. Fuck, I hate that guy. Jeez. Oh, yeah. We're getting political, dude. I like it. Um, but we what. All of this, all of this to say, we really do appreciate everybody tuning in. We we hope that we can provide some entertainment in these dark times, and we're working on some stuff. We're I've been trying to work on some guests, so I, you know I, I messaged Zach Galligan again. Did you? Yeah. You like used the quarantine card? Yeah, I was like, man, where people would really like to hear about gremlins. Like, you know, he's got time to answer. <laughs> people really want to talk about people gremlins. People really love to hear what Zach Galligan's doing right yeah, now. Yeah, but it's like if he's not texting us back. Hey, now, I'm gonna be like, hey, why doesn't your dad invent a goddamn shot for this fucking vaccine? <laughs> hey, or if, yeah, hey, instead of maybe the uh, the juicer. <laughs> Orange Juice 2000. Dude, that would be so funny to have Zach Galligan on and treat him like he's Billy from Gremlins. And that is What's your dad been up to? And then we're mad at his dad for not inventing a vaccine for coronavirus. We thought it'd be a really important time to have you on the show. He's, so like, look, he's like, let's say you're out on a business lunch. You get some mustard on your tie. It's like, duh, who cares? That, that's stupid. Vaccine, please. The, um, I love Gremlins. But I would like to add Zach Galligan on the show. Mm-hmm. I'd like to talk to him. Mm-hmm. I want to know what he thinks about this animated series. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're working on some stuff and maybe bathroom buddy. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's called. The bathroom, buddy. the bathroom buddy. Um, and also, uh, we're going to do this. We've been teasing this for a long time and I'm putting it out there right now. Troy Benjamin for the Ghostbusters interdimensional cross trip is going to join us for the summer of 89 
episode where we cover all the movies that came out that summer, including Batman, Ghostbusters 2, Gremlins 2. Oh, so much came out. We've been talking to Troy about doing this for years, mm-hmm. and we got to make it happen. Well, well, you know, we wanted to build it up and, and make sure we waited 89 summers before we did it. So <laughs> since we're about... Yeah. We're almost there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to do that. And then it sounds like we're going to have some sort of a Carol Baskin monthly, Ongoing, monthly recap with Ron yeah, Daniels. Investigation. It was so fascinating <laughs> talking to him about that. I really yeah. enjoyed that. It was. I like yeah. Oh, by the way, my friend code for those of you who are so curious is 00962214242. Again, that's 0096-2214-4242. And I promise I'll like hang out with all of you and go to your island soon. I'm just trying to like get mine where I need it to be. Cool. cool. Um, sometime this week I will be uh, appearing on uh, Taylor Williamson's uh, new podcast. Taylor is my cousin. He is a stand-up comedian. He was on America's Got Talent several years ago, and he's launching a new video podcast during this uh, time. And I did his first episode. I uh, had a lot of fun, and uh, hey guys, plug the show. Yeah, I did. What's yeah. it? What's it called? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was called my cousin Taylor's podcast. I did too. You you said uh, you said Taylor so, is my cousin. I was like, oh, that's a weird name. Taylor is the, my cousin. The problem podcast. is he was going to call the podcast "Don't Touch Me." Um, yeah, that, that's a good one. But apparently, somebody else already has that, so now it's going to be called "Don't Touch My Podcast." I don't know. He's working on the name. Yeah. I'll give a name later. I'll link it in group hmm. therapy. Um, but listen, anything else before we go, guys? Um, Um, go watch cats. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Just do it. It's on my voodoo account. If you guys have, I don't know if you guys have access to the voodoo account, but I think it should be there until tomorrow. Okay. Just search for butthole. (laughs) (laughs) That's my normal search for me. <laughs> it's fun. We're losing our lives. Yeah. We're losing our minds. Um yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep on uh keep on keeping on. Join us Friday for the eBay hang and stay tuned to the feed for the bonus Patreon episodes. For Abigail Gardner, Jacob Walsh, my name is Craig Goldberg. You can find us on all of your iTunes and other podcast apps, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure that you are finding and subscribing to Yes Have Some. Follow us on social media at YHS Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, you can find us in Facebook, Yes Have Some Group Therapy. That is, uh, that's where we hang out. It's where we dish, talk about toys and movies and all that stuff. I got nothing. My voice is going, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, call the shot. And uh, get out of here. Thank you to Ron Daniels for joining us. Mm -hmm. And we will see everybody next week. Later. Cool. Hey, Abby, real quick. Sing that song from Cats. I don't know which one. The the only one anybody knows. Uh, Why don't you ask Jake to? Because I don't know if I know it. I think, well, he said he hated it. It's like. (laughs) It's memories. Memories. That was only worth it. Oh, are we still recording? Yeah. No, I'm gonna get like stage fright. All right, bye. Bye.